Reading now in the New Testament. October 11th, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 1, through chapter 5, verse 3. Finally, dear brothers and sisters, we, Paul and his co-workers, urge you in the name of the Lord Jesus to live in a way that pleases God as we have taught you. You are doing this already, and we encourage you to do so more and more. For you remember what we taught you in the name of the Lord Jesus. God wants you to be holy, so you should keep clear of all sexual sin. Then each of you will control your body and live in holiness and honor, not in lustful passion as the pagans do in their ignorance of God and His ways. Never cheat a Christian brother in this matter by taking his wife, for the Lord avenges all such sins, as we have solemnly warned you before. God has called us to be holy, not to live impure lives. Anyone who refuses to live by these rules is not disobeying human rules, but is rejecting God, who gives His Holy Spirit to you. But I don't need to write to you about the Christian love that should be shown among God's people. For God Himself has taught you to love one another. Indeed, your love is already strong toward all the Christians in all of Macedonia. Even so, dear brothers and sisters, we beg you to love them more and more. This should be your ambition, to live a quiet life, minding your own business, and working with your hands, just as we commanded you before. As a result, people who are not Christians will respect the way you live, and you will not need to depend on others to meet your financial needs. And now, brothers and sisters, I want you to know what will happen to the Christians who have died, so you will not be full of sorrow like people who have no hope. For since we believe that Jesus died and was raised to life again, we also believe that when Jesus comes, God will bring back with Jesus all the Christians who have died. I can tell you this directly from the Lord. We who are still living when the Lord returns will not rise to meet Him ahead of those who are in their graves. For the Lord Himself will come down from heaven with a commanding shout, with the call of the archangel, and with the trumpet call of God. First, all the Christians who have died will rise from their graves. Then, together with them, we who are still alive and remain on the earth will be caught up in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and remain with Him forever. So comfort and encourage each other with these words. I really don't need to write to you about how and when all this will happen, dear brothers and sisters, for you know quite well that the day of the Lord will come unexpectedly, like a thief in the night. When people are saying, All is well, everything is peaceful and secure, then disaster will fall upon them as suddenly as a woman's birth pains begin when her child is about to be born, and there will be no escape. I will not put my feet on the floor in the morning until I talk to God. Can you say without hesitation that God is first in your life? It's silly to say that we don't have time for God. And if we don't have time for Him, that He's not first in our lives. Do you think about God and His goodness in your life? Do you take time to thank God 
for your blessings, even little ones. Live to please the Lord. Make decisions that are pleasing to God. How many times do we decide to put God first, but then the keeping Him first becomes an issue because in case you haven't noticed, the world is full of things to distract us. I'm sure you've experienced, you make a decision that you're going to pray every morning and study the Word before you do anything else. And man, all of a sudden it's nighttime and you don't even know what happened, but that plan you made didn't work out. And so, more than anything, and I want you to listen to me, more than anything, the devil will fight you about keeping God first in your time, in your finances, and in many, many, many different ways. You see, here's the thing that you don't want to do. I found myself many years ago trying so hard to work God into my schedule. And finally one day the Lord said, why don't you just work your schedule around me? So are you trying to find a place to put God into your schedule? Or would you be willing today to say, God, from now on, you're gonna be first and I don't care what else has to go or what I have to change, what I have to make an adjustment in. I wanna keep you first in my life in everything. Let me tell you, being a Christian just does not work out right if God is a sideline in your life. He doesn't want to just be part of your Sunday morning. He wants to be welcomed into and be a vital part of everything that you do. Millions of people believe in Jesus and go to church on Sunday. But God is not first in their life. He puts you first in his life. Do you know that? Every single one of you is first in God's thoughts. And I want you to understand this today. You are on God's mind all the time. He's always thinking about you. We could not even count the thoughts that God has toward us. They would be like little grains of sand on the beach. Before you ever arrived on planet Earth, God made a plan for every single day of your life. He won't force you to walk in it, but he would like you to walk in it. He would like to guide you and lead you through life and literally, let me say it again, be involved in everything you do. In every decision you make, God wants to be part of it. That's what Jesus died for us to have. Boy, we sure need God when we're desperate. Well, you know, we can't just go to God when we're desperate. That's not a walk with God. You say, you mean to tell me that I need to spend time with God every day? How about like about every five minutes? God is not for the emergencies in our life. He is our life. Well, so we can just keep trying to do a bunch of stuff without him and just fail time after time and hopefully we'll finally get it. That's what happened to me. Now, some of you are still young enough that you think, oh man, I just, I gotta get married. I gotta have kids. I gotta climb the ladder of success, you know. <laughs> Well, that's good, do all that. But if you do all that without God, you'll come to the end of it and you'll still be very dissatisfied. 
You're going to be like a person roaming around in the wilderness, seeing one mirage after another that you think has got the water that you need. Well, this will make me happy. Well, this will make me happy. Well, this will make me happy. Nothing is going to make you happy, content, and satisfied. You may, you may go and enjoy a vacation, and you're happy while you're there, but who wants to just enjoy certain events and days in their life? I want to enjoy every single ordinary day of my life. Every day.